Hi friends, Harris here with a quick update before we jump into today's amazing episode with my friend and story favorite, John Booker. Story 2021 is coming up in less than 60 days. I can't believe how quickly it is approaching. And if there's a year to participate in story, this is the year. We took some huge risks when we responded to the request of so many in our community to offer both the options of gathering in person as well as a virtual conference online. There's a lot going on in the world right now. I get it. But I believe the experience we've designed for Story 2021 is needed more than ever. So if you're planning on joining us or you've been on the fence, please just go ahead and grab your ticket. You can do that at story2021.com. It would help us tremendously as we finalize details for this year's big event. The price of all tickets just went up by $100, but I have good news. If you use the discount code PODCAST100, again, PODCAST100, you'll get $100 off any ticket of your choice. Again, just go to story2021.com, choose your ticket, and at checkout, use the discount code PODCAST100 for $100 off. And if you aren't planning to join us, really, I'd love to hear from you. I heard from a couple of you after last week's episode. Send me an email, harris at astoria.com, H-A-R-R-I-S, harris at I-S-T-O-R-I-A.com. Let me know what's getting in the way with two different ticket options to choose from based on how you want to attend, whether in person or online. There really is something for everyone. So really, I'd love to hear from you. Story 2021 promises to assist you in your creative journey, help you increase your skills as a storyteller, boost your narrative intelligence, and help you do your best work. Whether you attend alone and find the belonging you've been searching for among our community, or you bring a team and use this immersive two-day experience to strengthen your connection to each other and solidify your future, Story 2021 is for you and will deliver value in droves. If not, I'll personally give you every penny of your money back that you invested in participating in the experience. I mean that. Register now at story2021.com. I'll see you there. And now... On to this week's incredible episode of the Story Podcast. You may have heard that old story about how the Chinese word for crisis is also a word for opportunity. As it turns out, that's not quite accurate. The word is more like a crucial point. You know, the moment right before a big change. There's still a lesson for us there, but it's a pretty nuanced one, and that's something John Booker understands well. John's the creative director for the Joseph Campbell Foundation in Hollywood, and he understands these ideas of story and myth about as well as anyone I know. He has some thoughts about our current moment, pandemics, politics, and all of that, and what it can mean for our futures. Listen in on the thoughts he shared from the archives last year at Story 2020. Here's John. So return with me for just a moment to 1861 and the American adventurer Charles Francis Hall is sailing around the southeast coast of the Baffin Island. And every night he goes out on the deck of his ship and he looks into the sky and he sees something brewing. He sees something is changing, something is happening. There's something mysterious and beautiful happening. And one night he goes to bed and just as he is going to sleep, the captain of the ship throws open his cabin door, runs in and says, come quick, the world is on fire. 
Of course, what the captain had seen that night was the Aurora Borealis. But I think many of us can relate to that captain. This year, it's felt like what we're seeing has caused us to respond with, uh, come quick, the world is on fire. And I believe, Harris, that um, we don't need any more captains announcing to us that the world is on fire. <laughs> we don't need any more captains throwing open the door and coming into our space and telling us how the world is on fire. I believe without diminishing the seriousness, the pain, and the darkness of this present moment, I'd like to suggest that there's also perhaps something else happening, uh, a light rising that we've never seen before, and it is the aurora. Of course, the aurora is uh, exactly as you talked about. It's this mythological idea that uh, we, we get from Roman mythology, but we find this idea uh, of light uh, in the skies and specifically the aurora all throughout mythology. Um, we, we've created all sorts of mythologies around this idea, and it, they, they usually concern the idea of, of birth, uh, and the arrival of something new. And the Lakota Sioux thought the Aurora might be the spirits of future generations waiting to be born. Uh, in some Chinese myths, the Aurora announced the coming of great leadership. Uh, and still other myths, the light brought about healing of all sorts to the earth. Inuit holy men made spirit journeys to the Aurora to obtain treatments and rescue souls from death. But I think it's important to remember that history tells us it was not the scientists, it was not the politicians, it was not the critics that first turned their eyes towards the aurora. It was the poets, the artists, mm. the dreamers, the storytellers. It was they that were looking for just what might be to come. They could see the possibility of what nobody else could. They were those that leaned in towards what others ran in fear from. They were those that believed in what was out of reach right now, but could be sensed from far away in the distance. I believe uh, that we are not quite sure about a lot right now. <laughs> and if anyone claims to tell you exactly what our future is about to be like, do not listen to that person. <laughs> so maybe this crisis is an opportunity. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else altogether. The aurora can be a lot of different things, but the important thing is that we're paying attention to it, trying to discern what it is and using our abilities as creators, storytellers, and artists to correctly navigate the future as it comes out of this time. Look, I know that's easier said than done, of course, but the real tragedy would be that no one even tries. Auroras cause us to consider what we truly need in life as opposed to just what makes us most comfortable. Companies and organizations that embraced that fact in their products, uh, that they were less important than the crisis we were all facing together, those companies made me feel a solidarity with them and want to give them my future support. And while we lost so many things that we enjoy, our denial of comforts and our return to our actual needs is making us more human. I think Aurora also causes us to redefine our relationship with control. 
I mean, we've spent decades working out technology that gives us more control in our lives than at any point before in human history. But we've seen this year how little control we have over certain forces when they invade our journeys. Ancient traditions have been telling us for centuries to re-examine our relationship with control, to learn to let go. I've been asking myself, how can I simultaneously embrace how little control I have and still be more motivated to push that which I can control towards the life that I long for? That's our task now. And that is what the aurora causes us to think about when it comes to control. The aurora causes us to redefine our relationship with creativity. In a good story, we increase drama by compressing space and time. Our confinement in our homes has compressed all our space and uh, our relationship with time has really changed. Our days tend to blend together. For me, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday have just become blurs day. And I, <laughs> I think many of us uh, felt like we were finally granted this extra time to work on projects that we wanted to get to for years. And we found that we were unable to do anything in this moment. And that's okay too. Right now, we're learning, I think, that our creativity has very little relationship to the time that we have to act on it. And many of us need to completely reframe how we view creativity. And Aurora causes us to do that. I think it makes a lot of sense that this is a time in life that should change how we relate to the world and to each other. But we're not really sure how. How should this transform us? What should we look like on the other side of a global emergency like the one we've faced and seem to be continue facing? For John, the answer comes from within, not just what we do, but how we think about our relationship to what's creatively possible, and more importantly, what we already have. Aurora causes us to redefine our relationship with gratitude. For years, we've said that you, you don't know what you have till you lose it. And many of us never thought we'd lose the ability to meet up with friends and sit down in a restaurant or go hear live music. I've been asking myself, what does it mean to truly be thankful for those things? And how can I live in a new reality of gratitude? I honestly don't know, but Aurora is causing me to do just that. I'd like to wrap up by reminding us that we've always been a part of this grand story. And in every great story, there's this moment where it seems like all hope is lost. Don Hahn talked about it in his session yesterday. The characters that are, are facing this impending defeat, they, they usually experience this event that's sometimes referred to as the dark night of the soul. And it is in this moment that individuals remember who they are. They remember why that they're here. And it's only under the shadow of darkness that we can see the aurora rise and all its wonder. It splits the sky open with this beauty that simply makes the night a backdrop for this wondrous event that we're seeing. I have the privilege of uh, being the content curator for the Joseph Campbell Foundation and in studying ancient texts and fairy tales, I've so been reminded that in this, our dark moment, 
it's time for us to be brave. It's time for us to be bold. It's time for us to determine that we will not give up. And the greatest gift that we can give each other is our story. And we need your story like never before. More than ever, this world needs a new story. And we need yours. We need a better story. So let's wait together and watch for the arrival of the Aurora together. I hope you have some people around you who can watch for the arrival of the Aurora with you. You may have more than you think. This liminal space we're facing right now that we still seem to be in, it'll make more sense in time and we'll understand this chapter of the story better in a year and even better than that in five years and 10 years and so on. Until then, we watch, wait, and we continue to write and tell our stories. Look, if you missed our time with John last year live at Story 2020, please don't miss all of the amazing conversations headed your way like this one this year at Story 2021. John will be back with us for an incredible breakout session. He's doing a workshop on how to build an ecosystem around your work, and it is incredible. Learn more at story2021.com. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the price of all Story tickets just went up by $100 on August 1st. But you can still save by registering online with the discount code PODCAST100. That's just PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, 100. Head over to story2021.com, learn more about this year's conference and how it will help you expand your work as a storyteller and learn how to tell stories that matter. I hope to see you there. Until then, thanks so much for listening to The Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.